to watch footage of all the robots that we talk about in this episode, go to the show notes in the description. I've just about had enough of you. I'm more than machine. A man I am at your disposal with 187 other languages along with their various dialects and Hello and welcome to another thrilling episode of 50 Years of Shit Robots. With me as ever, your friend and mine, the man, the myth, the legend, Stephen Murray. Hello. Now Stephen, it's your premise that between the films Metropolis in 1927 and Star Wars in 1977, there were no good cinematic robots. And that's essentially what this podcast is all about, isn't it? Yep, they were all shit. Can I just have a moan before we kick off on robots? Yeah, of course you can. I saw Black Adam yesterday. Oh, what was it like? I'd say it is. it occupies the position in my, my mind as the worst rock film. Worst, worst the rock film of all time. And I, 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 I recognise that there might be others, yeah. other contenders in that category, but I'm a big fan of The Rock. I like The Rock. Yeah, I do too. But it's... Scorpion King was pretty bad, but yeah. go on. <laughs> yes. But this one, it's, it's very Shazam, but without any of the fun. Mm. Um, yeah, and it also, it's, it's, I mean, it's just so ludicrous. The story is so rubbish. Is which, this DC? Yeah, it's, a D, it's DC. Uh, so the Justice League have got to go after Black Adam because they think he's a threat. He's the most overpowered superhero imaginable, but why don't they just send Superman? Oh, don't. They, they, they shot themselves in the foot when they made Superman because he is the ultimate. And <laughs> yeah. he, he is, he's like a Christ-like figure for America. He's, he's this god. Even in some representations of Superman, he, he, he literally he dies, but in the, in the shape of a cross. And then he's resurrected again. Batman versus Superman is the most preposterous... Isn't it? ...combination. Yeah. Isn't it? I know, it is. Because Batman doesn't even have any powers. No, he's just got a belt. Yeah. So that, was, that really wound me up, the fact that in a world where Superman exists, why don't they just send in Superman? Hello. Look, sorry to butt in on your listening pleasure. Uh, this is Matt and Stephen. Uh, not the Matt and Stephen you were just listening to. The Matt and Stephen from their future. And you can tell we're in the future because we're all echoing. We're all echoing. We're all echoing. We're all echoing. So yesterday we had this chat about Black Adam and Superman and how Superman really should have just sorted things out. Uh, we stopped recording and then I discovered on YouTube that Superman did in fact make an appearance in the Black Adam film in a post-credit sequence. Now, just to give a bit of context, I was watching that film with my son, who's a big superhero fan, and about 40 minutes in, he said to me, this is rubbish, can we go? Uh, (laughs) So, like the dutiful dad, I said, no, come on, let's, let's, let's see it through, which we did, but the second, the second it finished... He was like, right, come on, let's go. Um, so I missed the, the post-credit sequence. So when we were chatting yesterday about the idea that uh, Superman should just show up, then he, he does um, to give Black Adam some credit. However, it makes you wonder why he didn't just turn up in the first place. Was he on another planet? I've no idea. It's Was not, he not around? It's not explained at all where he's been or 
why he didn't sort Black Adam out in the first place if everyone was so worried about him. Is is the entire film just a big advert for um, Superman coming back? So it looks like from the post-credit sequence that there might be some either Superman versus Black Adam movie or maybe a movie where they um, they kind of come together, sort of a bit, sort of, I suppose, a, a rehash of the Batman... Um, Superman oh. versus Batman movie. Do you think is that what we're leading up to? Yeah, um, I think it, he's 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 going to be in it. He's mm. back. They're always going to have a problem with Superman because he can just thwart anyone. Yeah, he can. He yeah. is he is the American god. Anyway, <laughs> we just wanted to um, pop in into this podcast to say um, we have seen the Superman stuff from Black Adam. Uh, I am a fool for not knowing that before. Um, but uh, you know, what's 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 done is done, really, isn't it? What's to do, Matt? What's to do? Okay, we'll go and let you enjoy the rest of what is quite a good episode, actually, of yeah. Fifty Years of Shit Robots. There's some good enjoy stuff in it. it, so you know, keep on listening and enjoy. I would say, don't go and see it. Save your money. Go and see something else. But it does provide a handy little uh, link into today's podcast, the subject of today's podcast, because we are going to be talking about Superman uh, today. But first, we need to talk about another serial. This might be the last serial that we cover. It's called Mysterious Dr. Satan, which is a 1940 American film serial produced by Republic Pictures. And to to sort of summarise the plot, so Dr Satan's a villain and there's a hero called Copperhead who is the the sort of um, hooded alter ego of uh, Bob Wayne, who is a a person who searches for justice. And Copperhead has to try and stop Dr Satan from getting a remote control device because Dr Satan wants to stick the remote control device in his robot and then create a robot army with which he can take over the world. That's about it, isn't it? Yeah, that's about it. Dr. Satan is European, I think, isn't he? Yeah, because he's European this time. Yeah. And he's got a, a retinue of henchmen. Uh, I love the bit where uh, Dr. Satan gives them their uh, instructions and they go to the door, but they all get their hats off a cat stand <laughs> and then leave. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's full of really nice touches. I have to say, I really enjoyed the first few episodes of this. Yeah. It was a real sort. It really reminded me of watching something like uh, when I was a kid. I used to watch Dick Barton's Secret Agent. Yeah, and it was really like that. That sort of like. I mean, it's the action is relentless. Oh my god! I'd say ninety percent. Brutal. Ninety percent of the is just the Copperhead punching someone or being punched. Yeah. Flying through the air. He loves leaping as well, doesn't he? He does. Furniture doesn't stand a chance. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The robot in this is actually pretty crucial, pretty central. The, the, The plot is that Dr. Satan wants this remote control device for the robot so that he can kind of create this army of robots. And yet it never, ever happens. No. And the robot seems absolutely fine without this device. (laughs) Yeah. In episode five, it, it kills somebody. It does, uh, and then tries to kill uh, Copperhead. Yes, it does. Its uh, its method of of uh, of killing is is again. It's 
we're in very sort of similar area than we have been before. It's a, it's a straightforward crushing yeah. uh, by the robot. And again, uh, the, the costume, the robot costume is so flimsy. It looks so unrealistic. They have to add in these extraordinary death screams uh, from people to kind of give it some, oh. some gravitas, some weight to make you believe that this actually could happen. One of the um, things I love about this, it's, I don't know if this is the first instance of a villain having a sequence of buttons on a desk that, that open things. The control panel that Dr. Satan has on his desk, it's got a robot, then trapdoor, then tunnel, then cellar, then <laughs> cave, then bath. <laughs> That's so good. Wow. What could that what could that be, do you think? I don't know. He pushes the button and all the henchmen have a bath. <laughs> the ever depleting henchmen, because they I drop like it. flies. They just get killed all the time. The other thing I noticed about this series, and in fact it's a link to the Superman uh, robots we're going to be chatting about, is the word mysterious. The word mysterious seems like an odd choice of words for this TV show, this mysterious Dr. Satan, because they're just no. evil, aren't they? Yeah, there's no... there's no. He, he doesn't sneak in. No. He's the least mysterious character I've ever seen. Everyone knows who he is. Everyone knows where he is. He monologues all the time about his plans. Exactly. He's forever saying, my robot army will help me take over the world. Um, he's the least mysterious character in motion picture history. One thing we should talk about is the fact that this is not the first time we've seen this particular robot. Yes, it made its first appearance in the Undersea Kingdom. It did. We've already seen this, haven't we? Yes. We've seen uh, Crash... Um, Corrigan. Cash, Crash Corrigan. <laughs> deal with with this particular robot uh, we discovered that he was able to uh, neutralize the threat of the robot by throwing a chair at it yeah and they, they've got a name as well they're called the volkites the volkites that's right so this robot in the mysterious dr satan is the volkite a sort of a slightly slightly modified though isn't it yes it's slightly modified it's, it's had a polish yeah it's got less tubes um, and because it's because it's now made two appearances, it has become known as the Republic Robot. And what the Rep Republic is the production company or the, the studio, the studio that's yeah. making this, right? Uh, so the mysterious Doctor Say it was nineteen forty, and then the robot goes on to make another appearance in Zombies of the Stratosphere in nineteen fifty two. Lovely. It does Love it. actually go on and appear in a Star Trek Voyager several episodes in The Adventures of Captain Proton, a holodeck programme created by Tom Paris within the series. So hang on, so so it goes on to appear in a story within a story? Yes, yeah, it's okay. meta. Oh my God. Can we just have a chat about the, the way the robot moves? Yeah. <laughs> so, so I've just seen that rather beautifully... The, the actor in in the robot suit for this oh, wow. is called Tom Steele, little Tommy Steele. <laughs> but it's the the robot itself looks, I suppose, it looks to be sort of about seven or eight feet tall. It's pretty mm -hmm. tall. Um, it is just a box. It is just a sort of boiler on legs. It is. 
and it looks like the way that its feet work as well. It looks so cumbersome. And it honestly, looks painful. It does, and like you could just like blow on it and it would fall over, because it looks like its feet are too big. Uh, it looks like it can't can't move anywhere. And in fact, in the series, it has to be if it wants to go outside of Doctor Satan's lair, it has to be driven in an ambulance, and it needs then requires two henchmen to pull it out of the back of the ambulance, stand it upright. Uh, before it point it, it, it in the right direction, the right direction, <laughs> and move on. It's like how on earth that would work as an army. I'm not, I'm not quite sure. Oh, I was, you, you're watching it, and you're saying to yourself, "There's, there's a curb. It's not going to get over that curb." <laughs> and it kind of really cumbersomely does get over the curb. When the robot first robs a bank, I'm yeah. thinking to myself, "Why aren't they just sending in the henchmen? It's not yeah. doing anything." anything it needs super strength for it's oh no that's quite interesting it's not doing anything that a human can't do yeah and there's that one scene where um i can't remember who it is but someone is trying to escape from the robot and so they run up a ladder and of course the robot is incapable of climbing up the ladder Oh dear. a sort of a dalek problem dalek, i suppose isn't it yeah can't dalek go upstairs failure. yeah there is a connection between the mysterious Dr. Satan and Superman. And, and as I've already said, we're going to be chatting about Superman in a sec. Um, this is from the Wikipedia page for Doctor, the mysterious Dr. Satan. It says it was originally planned as a Superman serial for Republic, the studio. But the, the license with National Comics provided to a different studio to make the Superman cartoon series was exclusive. And so they had to change it. So the Copperhead was going to be Superman. Well, that makes some weird sense because I was going to make a joke but, uh, because the Copperhead's uh, love interest is called Lois. And I um, thought, you know, is, it, is that the only name that a, a love interest can be? But it was because they basically kept her first name and changed her surname between the two drafts. The character, or, or Copperhead's alter ego is Bob Wayne, which apparently is there to mimic Bruce Wayne, which was the other major comic book character that National had at the time. What a hybrid monster this has turned out to be. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Mm. And the director of it, William Whitney, apparently said that the mysterious Dr. Satan was one of his lesser serials, uh, not least because in his autobiography... He said that he wanted a different robot. He said he was unhappy with the robot and proposed a more extravagant one, but the studio had neither the time nor the money to create a new robot, um, so Whitney was stuck with the, quote, hot water boiler used in previous Republic series. Well, yeah, no money. No money. They've got a dusty old robot in the corner and they just reused it. <laughs> they have, haven't they? Right, okay, so let's move on to talk about uh, the Superman animated series, which, unbeknownst to us when we came up with this doubleheader, uh, is sort of the weird inspiration for Mysterious Doctor Satan. So yeah. the, in the 1941 Superman animated series, there is an episode called Mysterious Machines, uh, where Superman has to do battle with with uh, some robots who are controlled remotely by <laughs> by a sort of a, 
uh, a supervillain, sort of mad scientist sort of figure, very Doctor Satan-esque. And once again, the machines are known as mysterious. They are, and they fly. What did you think of these robots? I thought they were all right. Um, again, they were just uh, at the behest of the, the mad scientist. They they don't really do anything apart from, in a, in a very uh, Batman original series, where just rob banks and jewellery and things like that. Yeah, the, the plot of the episode is very, very similar to The Mysterious Doctor Satan. It is. Well, uh, as we've said, they've got a huge connection between the two. They do, don't they? I have yeah. to say, I was really disappointed with these robots because I thought that in an animated series, you could get away with get away yeah. from the that sort of boxy design and go for something slightly more, I don't know, um, extraordinary. Yeah. But they are really, really awful. And there's a connection to Sky Captain the World of Tomorrow from 2004. They reuse the look of the flying robots and... and I lost some of the robots in there are, are what is referred to as rubber hose, which is a form of animation that kind of began to die out at the end of the 30s. But Max Fleischer Studios kind of kept it on. And Max Fleischer Studios are the studios that um, created the Superman series, allegedly at a cost of $30,000 per episode, which was twice as much as a Popeye cartoon. Explain what rubber hosing is. Rubber hose refers to they don't have, the, the characters don't have joints. They, their, their arms are like hose, hose pipes. Um, if you've ever played the game Cuphead, you'll see that that has been recycled for that beautiful, beautiful hand-drawn game. I mean, it just died out, but Fleischer kept it on a few years later and You've got to understand that these Superman cartoons were meant to be a little bit more serious than the cartoons that were out at the time for young a younger audience. Yes, it takes but, itself very seriously. This it cartoon does very it? much. So. Um, one, a couple of observations about the about the cartoon series. Um, I would say that Superman's eyes are, are almost always shut. Yeah, he always looks like he's fast asleep. He's squinty. <laughs> he's very squinty. Also, he doesn't change very quickly from Clark Kent to Superman. It's wow. almost like he's when he's behind a door, you kind of see him silhouetted, or he's in a phone booth and you see him silhouetted. It's almost like he has to take off his suit and hang it up before yeah. he can get changed. It's so laborious. He's doing and, a bit of tucking in. And he also, I think, really does almost always give himself away as Superman by saying in a very loud voice... Whenever there's trouble and he is Clark Kent, he says, "This looks like a job for Superman." <laughs> <laughs> then and then sort of, and then disappears, and then Superman appears. But I was I was sort of I felt that the animation was all right, but I I thought I don't know I felt that it was it didn't seem as lovely as uh, even you know Looney Tunes stuff of the time. It's quite luscious to look at. I mean, it, compared to the animations that were around at the time, and it was in colour. And Lois is very plucky. Yeah, yeah you are. You're right. There's a lovely scene where the robot in in uh, Doctor Satan appears in the hospital, and the the nurse just faints. <laughs> yes, which is <laughs> generally in a way. They, they just faint or scream. But Lois in the in these cartoons, in every cartoon in this series, she's very very plucky. What a story this is going to make. So let's rate our robots from this episode. Uh, the Dr. Satan robot, um, is it a shit robot, Stephen Murray? 
It is, but it's not uber shit. I think they gave it things to do. I know they were preposterous, and I know there's one point where they're trying to put it into a car. <laughs> Literally, not the boot or anything, just in a car, and it's it's and you know and curbs and everything. Yeah, it's but, mad, that, but going into that car though is like it's like sort of trying to get an old person into a car. It isn't was it? They, they had they had their hand on his back and they were bending it forward, and then it just cut to a different scene and cut back, and it was in the car. Okay, so it's not uber shit. No, it has it has a bit of charm. Yeah, I mean that's what we said before when we, when we when we saw it in Undersea Kingdom. We said that it did. It had a sort of lovability uh, yeah. to it, and I'd say that it's yeah. I think it probably still has a little bit of a lovability to it, even though it is a murderous robot that just basically kills. But I think it's still shit. Yeah, all right, it is still shit. Yeah. And what about the robots in Superman? The mysterious oh, machines. No, they really are shit. Yeah, totally shit. Excellent. <laughs> Great. Cool. Right. Well, that is uh, it done. Tick and double tick for the mysterious Dr. Satan and Superman's mysterious machines. If you want to follow us on Twitter, please do. We are at 50YOSR. 50YOSR. If you like the podcast, then please uh, give it a thumbs up or give it five stars wherever you listen and share it. Tell your friends about it. We would love to grow the popularity so that Stephen and I can, um, you know, uh, become millionaires. That's essentially the uh, the end game, isn't it? We just need a robot to steal money. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea, actually. I know just the one. <laughs> <laughs> so until next time, thanks very much for listening. Goodbye. <laughs>